0: This episode of The Hammer is brought to you by Lapage Tight Foam Gaps and Cracks. It's a new generation of polyurethane-based insulating foam sealant that expands to fill in, well, gaps and cracks. Lapage Tight Foam keeps things tight to keep air, water, and pests where they should be, outside. Thanks to the straw applicator, it gets into tough spots and stays there. With its high density, premium durability, UV resistance, and strong adhesion, it won't crack under pressure, because you don't either. So show gaps and cracks some tough love with LePage Tight Foam Gaps and Cracks.
1: Welcome to The Hammer, where we hit the nail on the head with insights from the world of Canadian renovation and custom home contracting. Now here's your host, the editor of Canadian Contractor Magazine, Patrick Flannery.
0: Hi everyone, Daniel Reale Chin here. I'm taking Patrick's seat for today. Uh, so, it was time for a bit of an update on government rebates and programs that are available for businesses. So, today I spoke to Bonnie Cable from AKR Consulting Canada and Access Rebates. Uh, Bonnie's been a guest on the podcast a couple of times before, but for those of you that don't know, AKR Consulting provides solutions for small to medium-sized businesses and uh, helps them access all current government grants and incentives. So they've got a team of industry experts and accountants, which makes them a really good resource for the construction industry and for small and medium-sized businesses in general. Uh, Bonnie's the CEO of AKR Consulting and founded the company nearly 20 years ago, which makes her an expert uh, in all things incentives uh, so today we're talking about the $547.5 million of funding that the Government of Canada has announced for the incentives for medium and heavy-duty zero-emission vehicles. Uh, the program started on July 11th, and they offer everyone from provinces to small businesses in Canada incentives for the purchase or lease of eligible vehicles. Uh, so I hope you enjoy our conversation, and I hope you uh, learn something from it.
2: All right, so we've got Bonnie, is it Cobble? Cable. Cable. We've got Bonnie Cable from AKR Consulting Canada and Access Rebates today, uh, joining us today. So, Bonnie, can you introduce yourself a little bit and tell us a little bit about uh, AKR Consulting?
1: Well, thank you, Daniel. I am the president of AKR Consulting Canada and Access Rebates. Uh, These two companies specialize in assisting businesses and individuals with obtaining government grants, subsidies, tax credits, refunds, and rebates. Um, And we've been doing this since 2003. And I'm proud to say that we service businesses and individuals across Canada. Nice.
2: So you've been on the podcast uh, quite a number of times before. You've spoken to Pat, uh, but not myself. Um, So why don't we talk a little bit about uh, how you've helped uh, some companies access government grants and stuff like that
1: oh where to start (laughs) (laughs) so so what we do is we get to know a business Um, we're members of a number of different industries um i myself do a lot of writing for a number of publications as funding becomes available uh so i'll take one one small little success story we'd met this um company and they were they were a smaller company um in the industrial field, and when we met them, they had about uh, five employees, and about two years later, we we saw them again, and they were now up to 15 employees, and they qualified for funding, and we were able to secure them a million dollars worth of funding um, through about five different funding programs over the next two years.
3: nice. Nice.
2: So now today we'll be, we'll be discussing some of the uh, funding that's been recently announced from the Feds um, for medium and heavy-duty zero-emission vehicles. So this was sort of announced um, back in the beginning of the summer. It came about in, on July 11th. So why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, what the program is and who it could kind of help?
1: Certainly. So, um, Daniel, I'm going to give you a long answer to this. So please interject if... Um... If at any time you you need any clarification or you have any questions, so when we look at no, that's
2: great. That's exactly what we're looking for.
1: Perfect. So when we look at government funding, the first question I like to ask is why is this government giving uh, funding in a specific industry or to a specific sector? So it's important to know that transportation accounts for twenty seven percent of greenhouse gas emissions. So that's quite significant. And with the federal government's goal of reducing greenhouse gas emissions for medium and heavy-duty vehicles by 40% below 2005 levels by 2020 and net zero Mm -hmm. by 2050, the only way to get this um, moving is to create incentives. Okay. And that's why they're here. So let's talk a little bit about the incentives like you mentioned. So the federal Mm -hmm. government announced effective July 11th 2022, mm-hmm. 547.5 million in funding that will be available over the next four years. Or it is important to note, until the yep. funds are used up. So if the money is used up before that time, it might or might not be replenished. Uh, but that's what's in the uh, that's what's in the pot right now. Okay. 47.5 million um, on incentives for medium and heavy duty emission vehicles.
3: Okay.
1: So the medium and heavy duty emission vehicle program offer it's offered to Canadian organizations, whether they are for profit or Mm -hmm. not for profit. And this is towards the purchase or lease very important because a lot of uh, companies out there will lease. Okay. Right. Mm -hmm. For um, heavy duty and uh, medium and heavy duty equipment vehicles. So only vehicles listed, uh, under the eligible vehicle requirements, um, are available for incentives. And they're available at the point of sale wherever uh, the vehicle is being purchased or leased from. Okay. Which is very important to know. Funding is very generous. It is up to $200,000 uh, for coach buses. That would be the most that you can get. And we'll go through the classes of vehicle yeah. right, just now. So funding it will be applied right at the point of sale, just okay. like it is with electric vehicles or plugging cars at car dealerships.
2: Okay. Um, That's good to know. So it's happening at point of sale, point of lease.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And and just looking at the funding, um, you could be leasing it for one, two, three, or four years, the okay. vehicle, and you would still qualify for funding for that period. Nice. Okay. So, um, another important note is government incentives, they tend to uh, decrease over mm-hmm. the years. So, when a technology is new and it's, mm-hmm. in, it's in its infancy, the government provides a higher percentage of funding. Okay. To get businesses to adopt the new technology. Okay. Uh, so, let's take the case of um, LED light bulbs. So, okay. when LED light bulbs first came out, they were all sorts of incentives through the hydro companies uh, to retrofit your your plant or your facility. But mm-hmm. now, as more and more businesses have adopted LED uh, technology, lighting incentives have gone down considerably. Okay. So important to remember, funding is, is very high right now for the early adopters, but as there's more take up, it'll more than likely decrease.
2: So it's so, better to be an early adopter.
1: Yes. Yeah. If you're going to be an early adopter, you're going to get more money. I mean, this could cut, be cut down in four years from, you know, the top end being 200000 to it going down to 50000
3: Okay. Okay.
1: Now, being an early adopter, usually when the technology is new, you're going to pay more for it. Mm-hmm. But as it becomes commercialized, as things like um, batteries become readily available and come down in price, then these vehicles will also come down in price as well.
3: Okay, good to know.
1: So the funding covers um, classes two B to eight of vehicles. So what what does this mean? I'm going to give you an overview. Okay, mm-hmm. so class uh, seven eight is coach buses. Okay, and coach buses are are labeled as uh sorry, they are classified as um. 12,000 kilograms or more. And the okay. incentive is $200,000. Nice. Okay. The next class is class eight.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And this would be vehicles that are uh, 15,000 kilograms or more. And mm-hmm. it includes, and, and remember, I'm just giving you examples. So it's not yeah. limited to these, these particular vehicles, but these are just examples. We have dump okay. trucks, cement trucks, Heavy conventional and sleeper trucks, and the incentive is one hundred and fifty thousand dollars.
3: Nice.
1: Okay.
3: okay.
1: Um, n- under cl- also under class eight at uh, fifteen thousand uh, kilograms or more, we have dump trucks, cement trucks, heavy conventional and sleeper trucks, mm-hmm. and the incentive is one hundred thousand dollars. Okay. Okay. Next is class seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, the weighing 12,000 to 15,000 kilograms mm-hmm. um, and this is for furniture and medium conventional trucks as an example and the incentive is $100,000 okay next class six, 8,800 kilograms to twelve thousand kilograms uh, and this includes beverage single axle vans and rack trucks and okay. the incentive is one hundred thousand. Nice. Okay. Class five is uh seven seven thousand two hundred to nine thousand kilograms, and that covers or includes large walk-in, city delivery, and bucket vehicles, and the incentive is seventy five hundred seventy five thousand dollars.
3: Okay.
1: Okay, and then class four is those same vehicles, large walk-in, conventional vans, and city delivery um, at a weight of 6,300 to Mm -hmm. 7,300 kilograms. Mm -hmm. Class three is 4,500 to 6,500 kilograms and covers walk-in, conventional vans, and city vehicles. The incentive is $40,000. Mm-hmm. And lastly, Class 2B, which is 4,000 to 4,500 kilograms, covers utility vans, full-size pickups, and step vans, and the incentive is $10,000. Nice,
2: nice. Mm-hmm. So if you go on to uh, the, the uh, Government of Canada's website as well, they have a full list uh, giving you sort of brands and specific trucks and uh, vehicles that are, that are part of it as well, right? So Exactly.
1: Uh, you can go to the Transport Canada website. Mm-hmm. That would be one website to go to. The other one would be if you Google the I-M-H-Z-E-V program. Okay. That'll give you the specific makes and models.
2: Nice. And I'm just looking at the list uh, here. So there's there's pretty good examples like the Ford e-Transit cargo vans. Um, some of the uh, Volvo tractors are on here. So. There, there's quite a bit, uh, quite a number of vehicles that they're covering with this, eh?
1: Yes, and I, I'm sure that as um, more uh, more manufacturers start to come out with more vehicles, they mm-hmm. will be added to the list. Okay. This so will grow.
3: Okay.
2: And so now, in terms of the funding, is there are a limit of uh, the number of vehicles that a, com- a company can claim the rebate on?
1: Oh, I will get to that one in a minute. We haven't even finished talking about the funding that's available. That's just <laughs> <other program>. Okay. <laughs> so, so let me just talk about the other program that's currently available.
3: Yeah, sounds um, good. And
1: that, and that is the Green Freight Assessment Program. Okay. Um, and so the first round of that was around from 2019
3: to 2022.
1: Okay. Um, so with this government uh, program, it provided 3.4 million. Mm-hmm. for businesses uh to pay for fleet assessments of their medium and heavy duty uh vehicles for energy efficient retrofits okay so under this past program 6,000 trucks were assessed and 3,700 retrofits were implemented nice. so that was that was quite a success so as a result yeah this fall um Natural Resources Canada. They'll be launching a new version of the Green Freight Program, um, okay. which for the aims uh, to provide paid funding for fleet assessments for energy efficient retrofits to existing fleets.
2: Okay, so we the- might have to get you back on to talk about that one.
1: That that would be great. <laughs> the information, the readership or, or the listenership gets the better, right?
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: So this will help reduce greenhouse gas emissions. In existing vehicles, because let's face it, anyone who has an existing vehicle, they're not going to be decommissioning this vehicle anytime soon. You're going to mm-hmm. have a vehicle over its useful life,
3: mm-hmm.
1: and that could be, you know, 10, 15 years. Um, but if you're able to get some money to retrofit it, uh, you'll, you'll definitely take advantage of it. So some of the retrofits that this will cover, it includes auxiliary power units. Auxiliary bunk heaters, Mm -hmm. side skirts, boat tails, aerodynamic um, mud flaps, gap reducers, battery HVAC, predictive cruise control, low rolling resistant tires, Mm
3: -hmm.
1: and fuel efficient driver training um, for over 600 drivers. Okay. And this is is available for all class 2B to 8 vehicles.
3: Okay.
1: the the like the list that we just discussed Yeah. So to, so to summarize so let's just summarize it we've got two programs one for mm-hmm. the existing vehicles and one for the new purchases
3: okay, okay. nice so beautiful
1: Let's get to your question on uh, <laughs> the of yeah. vehicles that, that a business um, can uh, apply for funding for.
2: Yeah. So is there a limit to the number and uh, the amount of money that they can collect in rebates?
1: Yes. The, the limits are set by the funding stream that the company is applying for. So there is a limit to how many medium and heavy-duty electric vehicles a business can purchase or lease.
3: Okay. Under
1: the program. Um, so... Businesses, um, they are limited to up to 10 incentives uh, to a maximum of $1 million per calendar year.
3: Okay, that's not so bad. That,
1: that's important to know because if you've got a fleet, right, and your, fee, your fleet, you want to replace it over time. Yeah. You know, have, have a list and get your budget together.
3: Yeah, yeah
1: you know, go in there and really negotiate with your vendor or, or wherever you're buying your vehicles from, right? Because if you know that you're phasing out 10 vehicles over the next three years, yeah, you know, maybe you're getting a really good purchase price.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: So, but in addition, um, there's also the Green Freight Program mm-hmm. that, we, that we discussed. So there's two streams to that. The first stream will fund up to $250,000. Okay. And that is for fleet assessments and truck retrofits. Okay. And the uh, second uh, phase of that stream too, the maximum funding is $5 million. Okay. And this includes things like engine repowers. Okay, I don't claim to know what this means, but it says engine <laughs> repowers. Yeah. <laughs> Alternate fuel truck. So I, I guess if you're going to uh, retrofit your truck for a you know, maybe maybe for a different type of fuel,
3: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Diesel, and it will also cover logistical best practices. And what I, I think that means is it's driver training.
3: Okay, okay, interesting. So
1: it's pretty liberal, so there is a there's a ton of money available. Okay. For existing fleets as well.
3: Okay.
2: So the, uh, the the one that seems to be uh, pretty important is the uh, two hundred and fifty thousand dollars that uh, is available for fleet assessments and for uh, the fleet retrofits. Um, when you say fleet assessments, do do we do we know exactly what that means?
1: We will have further details coming out. They said fall twenty twenty two, and okay. um, we just recently took part in a webinar, so we should have details coming anytime now. All so, right. So Daniel, when we know we will let you know because those. Do- <laughs> those all do right important you'll want to you know companies will want to jump all over that especially with you know fuel being as high as it is now and yeah honestly, of course predictable the next little while
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all right so that information is all good to know um so now the program itself this one began on july 11th uh have you seen any uptake so far
1: uh, currently, only businesses purchasing or, or leasing a zero emission, medium and heavy duty vehicle are able to apply for the incentive until the program too opens up and focus on assessments and retrofits. But um, I I don't think there's been very much of an uptake yet. And okay. the reason being is because people don't know about retrofits. But number two is we need to talk about the battery issue. Yeah. I don't know if you've you know heard about all the part shortages there are, and mm-hmm. you know particularly when it comes to battery technology, um, they're having a lot of problems with lithium mining. Mm-hmm. So that's actually something that the government's putting a lot of funding into. Is, okay. Is um you know if you're a mining company and you're going to mine for lithium because that's what's really needed in these batteries. Okay. So, I think that that is really gonna be a concern. I mean even even in the uh, car market is yeah, you can go ahead and place your order for your truck or your car. The reality mm-hmm. is you have your vehicle for two years.
3: yeah okay, so,
1: so that really needs to be addressed.
2: Okay, that makes sense. um so who do you think uh, will will benefit the most from from these sort of incentives?
1: Any trucking company, any any trucking company out there, uh, I think that you're going to need to to look at these incentives uh, because your competitors definitely are. So it become kind, of, kind of becomes par for the course of you know being in a business.
3: Okay, makes sense.
2: Okay, so now is this the only program of its kind or are there other maybe provincial programs that incentivize businesses to use these, uh, these vehicles?
1: You know, that's a good question. We've seen some provincial programs open um, for, the, for cars. Mm-hmm. And while we haven't seen anything open for, uh, for heavy-duty and, and medium-sized uh, vehicles
3: mm-hmm.
1: as of yet, it, it could happen. And if it does happen, you will be able to stack these programs. There's usually stacking to a maximum of usually 75% of purchase price.
3: Nice.
1: So you you would be able to do that. But another very important program that we need to mention is something called the uh, uh, ZVIT program. ZVIT? ZVIT. Okay. Zero Emission Vehicle Infrastructure Program. Okay. Okay, and this is all about fueling stations because if you don't have the ability to charge these vehicles what's the point in having them
3: mm-hmm.
1: so you you might have heard of some announcements in the news over the past year yeah about some of the on-route locations that they'll be getting charging stations yeah 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 and and that's that's what this funding is part of i'm quite sure that those announcements these companies um, that are running these projects, they must have got government funding. Okay. So ZVIP is a—it's a pretty, pretty darn good program. Right now, mm-hmm. it's covering up to fifty percent of project costs, and that's not just for charging stations. In some cases, it'll cover the construction as well. Okay. Right, because a lot of times, if you've got, you know, like existing asphalt that needs to be dug up, yeah, I mean that can be a big cost, and then you've got a get the conduit in there. Um, the charging station, you know, when you start adding the construction aspect to it, it can be two or three times the amount of the charging stations. Mm-hmm. So that funding is also available. Um, the ZVIT program is in place until 2027. Okay. So if you're planning on getting EV, then plan on applying for the ZVIT program. Okay. Or, just- you know, if you've got a if you're, you've got a building project going on or a renovation project going on where you have yeah. your asphalt, your parking lot it might be something to consider, you know, just laying the groundwork for the putting the charging stations in either now or in the mm-hmm. future, it'll save yourself thousands.
2: Okay. And so individual businesses can apply for this. This isn't only for like quote unquote public spaces, like an on on route
3: type of thing. Right.
1: No, exactly. Businesses can apply for this, right? And, and you can also think about, you know, your employees. In the future, mm-hmm. your employees will be driving electric vehicles. Mm-hmm. Having those charging stations available for public use for your employees would be very important as well.
3: Mm-hmm. Nice.
2: So now in terms of, uh, the business owners, are there any other sort of questions that business owners or people in the construction industry should be asking themselves when it comes to these types of rebates? I know you sort of mentioned it with, uh, with, um, reassessing your, your fleet, uh, but is there anything else that they should be asking?
1: Um, well, a couple of questions I would ask if I was a business owner is, you know, we're just coming out of COVID. So Mm -hmm. cash flows are tight. Um, how long will incentives be around? Uh, well, the money's there on a first come first serve basis. Okay. So once it's gone, it's gone. So if there starts to be heavy take up of this program, as we said, initially the program is supposed to be around for four years, but yeah. the money could disappear in two. Exactly. You know, if there's heavy uptake. So that's something to really consider. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe, maybe, you know, if you're a business owner or, you know, a large company, start having a look at it now and get yourself a plan together. Start talking to your, uh, your vendors Mm -hmm. and, you know, figure out what's going on in industry and around you and, you know, make your decisions accordingly.
3: Mm. Okay.
1: I think uh, I've got a couple more questions if I was a business owner and the next one would be, are there any drawbacks to receiving government funding? And I would say, no, you know, we, we, pay a lot. <laughs> we pay a tremendous amount of taxes living in this country, personal taxes, yep. business taxes, and, uh, you know, quite honestly, these programs are just a redirection of those taxes. Actually, a lot of this has to do with the carbon tax as well.
3: Okay.
1: You know, the carbon tax that, you know, is 13.4 cents that nobody really realizes is slapped on our, uh, on our tax bill, or mm-hmm. bill bill when we go to the pumps and that's that money being redirected. So this is a redirection of government, of money that you've paid. Okay. So, no, I, there are no drawbacks to this. And I think uh, businesses need to understand that um, the government needs to give these, infe- these incentives because technology uh, changes. If you want a society to adopt them, then mm-hmm. you need to incentivize the, the society and the consumer market to uptake this new technology or quite honestly, it's just not going to happen.
2: Yeah. And that goes back once again to the led lights that you mentioned earlier an uptake with that. So.
3: yeah.
1: And I think the last thing, you know, a business owner needs to think about is as we mentioned, you know, with the battery shortage is um, what is the wait time for electric vehicles? Mm-hmm. And that I'm not sure about. So. You know, if you're thinking about getting a vehicle in two years, maybe you need to order that right now because okay. your orders today, I wouldn't think are coming for a year or two from now.
3: Yeah. Okay. Makes sense.
1: Yeah. And sure. now,
2: sorry, go ahead.
1: Sorry, Daniel, especially if you're thinking of, you know, vehicle replacement, especially if, you know, I'm I'm a, a business owner and I'm thinking, okay, I need to replace a few vehicles in two years, but. And I, in all honesty, I don't know what the lead time is for for purchasing gas vehicles. I don't mm-hmm. know if they can walk onto the onto truck lots now and pick one up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if I'm needing to replace some of my fleet, and I'm thinking I'll wait a couple of years to do that, I might find that if I'm going to buy an electric vehicle in two years, that you know my wait is, my wait is two years longer.
2: Yeah. Okay. So, so get, it's better to get on it now, eh? I think so. Okay. I would. <laughs> and uh so now do you think more of these types of rebates uh for zero emission vehicles will continue popping up in the future or I,
1: I do. Um there was 1.7 billion in funding that was allocated in the budget um wow. you know for funding through the 20 2027 to 28. So there mm-hmm. should be more funding announcements. And just with the um, electric vehicle infrastructure funding that we talked about, we saw a big increase in funding. So at the beginning of the year, mm-hmm. that fund was $280 million, and that was increased to $680 million this year alone. Okay. So I definitely do think that you're going to see more funding announcements.
2: Okay. And so I mean, one point seven. You said one point seven, right? Yes. One point seven billion sounds like quite a bit to me. But for you, who has more experience in this, is is, is this quite a significant amount of money? It, it does it seem like the government of Canada is sort of focusing on this aspect right now with
1: oh monetarily most, most definitely. Like uh, I think that uh, becoming um, a battery based uh, more of a green. Country is, is really what Canada is gearing towards. So, from what I've been able to read and, and gather, they they say that there's thirty six billion dollars given away in government funding every year. Mm-hmm. So if you take the one point seven billion over, what is it about five five years? Yeah. You know, if you're talking, well, three hundred million out of thirty six billion, that's not very big but mm-hmm. there's also been um other programs like there's programs available for electric cars. Okay. There's funding available on the housing side the 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 greener homes program which mm-hmm. is quite popular for retrofitting your house.
3: Mm-hmm. So we're
1: seeing a lot of green programs um pop up.
3: Okay. Okay.
2: So it, it it is the focus.
1: It it is. It's a pretty it's a pretty big focus.
2: All right. And so, do you think there's anything that we sort of miss with uh with talking about this before we we wrap up?
1: I I think we've we, we've given everyone uh the, the listenership out there like a good overview. Like, be aware there's there's two programs out there.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's the green
1: assessments that'll be forthcoming, and we'll be providing more information on that. Um, there's currently funding available through Transport Canada for the mm-hmm. purchase. Of new electric vehicles, class two B to eight. Okay. Uh, there's funding available for the charging stations. Mm-hmm. Um, that funding needs to be applied for. It, it's different than than with the um, electric vehicles, where you just go to the your your dealership and it's at point of sale. With the electric vehicle infrastructure uh, funding, they have specific intakes. Okay. You apply for funding during that intake period. It would probably be the kind of thing that you want to reach out to a company like AKR about because we're just a lot more on top of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, part and parcel, you're getting electric vehicles, get your chargers in. Nice, and, nice. And lastly, you know, just be aware of, you know, with the battery shortages, it could be a bit of a wait time for your vehicle.
2: Okay. Now, in terms of uh, AKR and coming to to see you at the office or something like that, Tell us a little bit about um, what that process is like, how you, how you specifically help uh, these business owners.
1: Well, uh, business owners can reach out to us anytime. Um, you can call us at 905-678-6368 and we'll be happy to answer your questions and come out and pay you a visit um, and learn more about your business and how we can help you. We've got a very knowledgeable team and, you know, we're always there to to offer advice and you don't pay any money for advice. <laughs> <laughs> we move forward with services. That's when we'll start talking about, you know, our fees and money. But we're definitely there to give you overview and insight.
2: Nice. And where are you guys located?
1: We are located in Mississauga, Ontario. And as mentioned earlier, we do deal with businesses across Canada.
2: Beautiful, beautiful. You guys are close to the airport, so...
1: Yes, we are.
2: <laughs> Easy to get anywhere.
1: <laughs> exactly.
2: Nice, nice. Bonnie, thank you very much. That was fantastic.
1: Daniel, thank you. Thank you very much for, uh, for allowing me to uh, speak to your listenership again.
2: Of course. And uh, hopefully we can get you on here again. Hopefully the, uh, the government puts out some more incentives for business owners and we'll have a reason to talk to you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much. And they are. They're making so much available Exactly. All right. Thanks for listening to The Hammer. You can find episodes online at CanadianContractor.com or subscribe on your favorite podcasting service. The Hammer is presented by Canadian Contractor Magazine.